Hello, everybody, and welcome to our podcast. Today, we'll be speaking about the importance of linguistics and how we can bring it into schools. I'm here with Allie and Tina Marie. We all want to be teachers, and we all think that more linguistics classes should exist in schools. Today, we're going to bring you through everything that we think contributes to an eventual linguistic experience in school. We hope you can agree. So, there are so many important things to look into here. First off, what is linguistics? What are things such as morphology and phonology? I'll be defining these concepts to give you a better understanding as to why more linguistics classes should exist in schools. Linguistics is complicated. It's a cluster of many different concepts, but in the end, it boils down to two. Language and culture. Language and culture have been around for as long as we've lived. Even the earliest humans known to man had different means of communicating, whether that be through sounds or through drawings. There are always means of communication if you look for one. Now, with linguistics, things can become a bit more complicated than being able to communicate with everybody you meet. There are linguistic barriers that make things sometimes difficult, which is why we often use dictionaries, translators, or interpreters to help us navigate. When we meet somebody who has a different culture than us, we often find the line of what is proper and what is improper to be blurred. We don't know whether to greet our friend's parents as Mr. and Mrs. or by their first names because we don't know what their culture values. This is where linguistics comes in to save the day. If students learn about linguistics in the classroom, they'll understand why referring to your Spanish teacher as tú instead of su is disrespectful. They'll understand why it's raining chairs outside makes sense only when spoken in Greek. This is truly the beauty of linguistics. Alright, let's get into some linguistic basics that are very, very interesting in my humble opinion. Let's begin with phonology. Phonology can be defined as the different sounds that a language possesses. Why do certain parts of Spain pronounce the letter C as a TH and others keep the C as C? These may be some questions you've asked yourself. Isn't it interesting how linguistics can answer all of these questions? Next, morphology, also known as word formation. You may be wondering how you can turn the word unique into a noun without adding the ending N-E-S-S onto it. You want to sound more scholarly, more professional. Unicity. Boom. All thanks to linguistics. Next, we have syntax. Syntax highlights sentence structure. Do you notice how when you're trying to put a certain point across, certain words have more emphasis, or how your tone turns more upwards or higher pitched when you're asking a question? How demanding it may sound to say something like, bring me that remote, yet how polite it'll sound to ask, may you bring me that remote? Thanks to linguistics, sentence structure exists for every situation. Nonetheless, linguistics will help the student to understand the root of all language and how that can connect to their very own cultures. If teachers understand that linguistics connects to cultures and languages, they will understand that these two things are necessary for a good multilingual experience in the classroom. It will also create a more comfortable experience for multilingual learners in the classroom. This is why we need linguistics classes in schools. Where else would all of this interesting information go? This is the true beauty of language here. The scary thing is that access to language courses is slowly diminishing. There often appears to be little funding for both foreign language and music programs in schools, as other main subjects are on the rise when it comes to what students want to study in college. This is why it's important to advocate for your interest in learning about linguistics. Now, my friend Allie will go on to discuss why she thinks linguistic classes are important to have in all schools. Thanks, Anna. Great job on touching upon all of the important types of linguistics. Being future teachers, it is very important to inspire all of our students and always be encouraging and inclusive. Learning a new language can be very difficult. 
as many people learn differently and pick up concepts at a variety of speeds. We must have patience with our students and always encourage them and keep motivating them. Linguistic classes are very important to have in all schools. There is so much to it that is very beneficial for students to learn. Linguistics has the potential to improve students' reading and writing skills while including cross-culture understanding. I will be touching upon my personal high school experience with linguistics. I have attended a private school and we have only had the choices of Spanish, Latin, French, or ASL. However, not having many language choices, our teachers were still so beyond passionate while teaching these languages to us. I personally took Spanish and what I loved most about it was that we learned about Spain's culture after every chapter. After learning about the vocabulary, grammar, and sentence structures, we also learned about famous tourist attractions, the climate, favorite foods, and holidays. We also had language week where we celebrated a language. We would have the culture's foods and do a little celebration for each language. It made everyone come together and honor the language. I feel as though schools should encourage things like this. Teachers should definitely promote linguistic diversity in the classroom. This will help students feel comfortable and excited. Teachers shall learn their students' cultural backgrounds and show appreciation for them. They could do forms of icebreakers or bonding exercises with their students to get, them, to, get to know them in this sense. Teachers can implement their students' first languages into daily routines, such as greetings, countings, songs, etc. Teachers should also include different teaching styles to accommodate their students. They can make sure that they include different communication preferences and cognitive styles. Like when answering a question, use arm motions or hand signals if they do not feel comfortable speaking out loud. Another strategy could be labeling classroom materials in both English and a child's first language. This will help to support students' language development in both languages and show that his or her native language is just as valued as the one being taught. Going with that, students should never feel uncomfortable in the classroom. Teachers need to make it very aware that there is no need to be embarrassed when pronouncing a word wrong, as it is a very common mistake for learning different languages. As Anna touched upon, phonology is a common mistake while trying to translanguage. As many vowels or letters sound different in different languages, for example, in Spanish, the most important part of the word are the vowels, as in English, the most important part of the words are the consonants. This indicates that we tend to vocalize even when we speak another language. This is why a person who has Spanish as a first language has a strong accent when speaking English. And there's nothing wrong with that. It is such an amazing talent to be able to speak more than one language. Linguistic diversity should not be a problem in the classroom, but more like a wealth. We do not want students to feel that their home language is seen as a problem in school because they are not understanding the language spoken daily in class. As teachers, since we are the source of giving instruction, we should try to make students feel as comfortable as possible in the classroom. Now, Tina Marie is going to continue with her perspective. Thank you. Thanks so much, Allie. It's really interesting to think about how important of a role linguistics and language plays in our daily lives without us even realizing it. From the minute you wake up to the moment you go to sleep, you're communicating with others via language. So imagine if your language was taken from you and you were unable to speak. How hard would your day be? So it's, easy, it's so easy to gloss over how essential language is in our daily lives when we don't really ever experience the lack of accessible language around us. So now let's imagine the strife that someone who is not a native English speaker would have in the classroom in a normalized English classroom. So how would they learn, let alone how would they get to where they need to be if they don't understand the language? The student won't be able to understand the teacher's simple directions, and especially not any components of a lesson, 
that may already be confusing for some students. And it's also difficult to make friends as they're not speaking the same language or communicating easily with others. So being a non-native speaker is a very lonely experience and this helps stress the importance of implementing multilingualism and the fundamentals of linguistics in the classrooms. Students need to be made aware of the struggles their very peers may be experiencing so that they can help them grow. So we have some great ways to make non-native speakers comfortable. And we think these are really awesome things that teachers can implement in their classrooms to help make students feel at home. So one thing they could do is incorporate their language into the lesson by utilizing some basic words and making the class familiar with them. And so that's a great way to not only make non-native English speakers comfortable and understand better, but it keeps the rest of the class in the loop of the barriers their very own classmates are struggling through. We also think that adding cultural references to decorate the class with um, will re that would reflect the non-native speakers can be something um, very useful. And it could be something so simple as a, cl uh, a flag from that student's native town. And to make the student even more at home or feel at ease, images of their homelands um, or even recognizable commonalities associated with their culture can be a great thing to showcase in the classroom. So for example, if you had a student from Italy, um, the Leaning Tower of Pisa can be put on a poster in the class as well as common pictures of Italian foods and landscapes to make them really feel at home. Another thing we think could be really awesome is bringing in books that utilize cultural aspects so the student feels comfortable and has another resource that is familiar to learn material. So this is not only helping the students feel comfortable, but once again, it gives their peers resources to educate themselves on the homeland of their friends. And then another thing is creating special instructions that are printed out for non-native speakers in their language so that they can follow along in their language during the lesson. And this can be extremely useful so that students don't feel embarrassed to sit there while the lesson goes on in an unfamiliar language that they can't understand. And so this is something that definitely is very important that we think could be very useful to implement um, for students who aren't familiar with the language in class. In terms of on-campus cultural organizations, um, we think those are a great way to incorporate culture and language onto your own school grounds. And more specifically, we want to be integrating the study of linguistics into class curriculum so that common misconceptions regarding language and acceptance of others do not occur. So for instance, many people, including students, might find African-American vernacular not to be a proper form of language, but it's just one's dictionary way of speaking. And because of that, it's therefore 100% acceptable in or outside the classroom, and any form of communication is valid. So utilizing the functions of syntax, morphology, and phonology, as mentioned earlier with Anna, those are great ways to get students to properly understand how differences in language are nothing to be embarrassed of. So yeah, they're nothing to be embarrassed of, but to be celebrated. So thank you so much for tuning in, everyone, and we hope you learned something today.